0: of Rugby with Pads. I um, hope you're all doing well and that week three favoured you. Um, it certainly did for me in some regards but in other regards I had a bit of a tough time but we'll go on into that another day. Um, it was, you know what, I, I'm just gonna just come out and say it. What the hell happened? There were so many crazy, crazy, crazy scorelines i mean 70 to 20 for the broncos the 24 28 mess that was the chargers the chargers didn't charge for once it was crazy there were some great games and even better fancy performance so this is monday morning we are trying to be one of the first shows to get you a waiver response but let's have a quick start with what happened and yeah it is what the hell just happened I think the headline that everyone's going to be talking about in the fantasy community is, of course, going to be the Dolphins' performance, um, 70 points. But more importantly, where were those running backs still last week? <laughs> um, Mostert with 45 points, A. Kane with you know, more than 50 points. The Dolphins have arrived, and, and no matter how much you think the Broncos stunk, you really, really want a piece of this offense week in, week out. I mean, four of the top 10 scorers in PPR format were Dolphins. You've got A. Kane. Um, who came top. Um, you've got Moster not far behind. Tyreek Hill was number three wide receiver and Tua was the number two um, QB as well. Absolutely crazy. And I saw a stat that said, if you had a team of only Miami players, you would have scored more than 200 in PPR. Um, it was crazy because I, I thought they might struggle a little bit. I thought Tyreek Hill would do great and I, I predicted that with... Um, Jalen Waddle out but it ended up being an absolute rout and an amazing team performance um, I think the the Dolphins should be very proud of themselves and go watch the game because more than anything I was impressed by pre sat motion Mike McDaniels absolutely schooled Sean Payton there and uh, I think they should be very proud of themselves I think also you want a piece of the Chargers offense and I think I've been talking about this for a while they're going to get into close games it's going to be lots of one score games they're going to charge it themselves occasionally but occasionally they will come out good and uh, you had Keenan Allen who got like 180 yards or something like that. at the start um, the Vikings were just inviting pressure um, and letting him dink and dunk it was crazy so they were just taking it that's why Allen shot off to a thirty-point head start. He he scored a touchdown throwing as well. He's got a fifty-yard touchdown to Mike Evans, um, which meant you know I'll open back the curtain a little bit. I have suffered in dynasty because I went up against Keenan Allen and uh, <laughs> and Justin Jefferson this week. I suffered a lot. Um, yeah, I went up against a team who who absolutely destroyed me. But uh, even though I had the second highest scoring points. I can't forget the first. It's one of those that I was I was always never never really going to win, but I do think um, something that did jump out to me outside of knowing that this was going to be a crazy game with two really porous defenses was that Donald Parham is in fact an end zone threat. He didn't get much opportunity in week three, but in week two he proved that, and in this week he did as well. He only got a couple more targets than normal, but it, it, end zone twice. I think I think maybe he scored one touchdown. I think he was targeted in the end zone elsewhere. I like the upside of that and and, and that's something that I'm going to take take away. You want a piece of this Chargers offense and Donald Parham is probably the only one that's worthwhile or available for you to get. Um, I think it's also been proved that Devontae Adams is matchup and QB proof and we'll come back to that in a little bit. Um, He had another 42 plus point game. Crazy. In a a game that they lost as well, it it shows that he's just just so good. Um, I feel like... In the QB world, we learned a lot as well. I feel like C.J. Stroud wasn't as bad as all that. The same with Josh Dobbs, um, <laughs> turning over the, the Dallas defence. I mean, I've told you to avoid Josh Dobbs. He didn't do great, but he didn't do badly. And he had yeah, the run game in in uh, Arizona. Where did that come from? James Connor doing, doing business, I think. Um, I think Zach and Travis, Trevor Lawrence also disappointed, but I think... You know what I, they, they, I can't read them I, I feel like their teams have such high confidence in them but i never see it week on week it's a, a bit of a strange dichotomy there um it's probably also time to say goodbye to justin fields i i, I was a justin fields hoper i, I never saw it at this fifth round value in him but i had him in a couple of places and i have him as a fifth a 15th round keeper in my home league record I'm thinking he needs to be jumped, dumped, and I'm going to be looking for opportunities elsewhere um, and guys to pick up instead of him. Um, in the running back world, I feel like the Colts proved they don't need Jonathan Taylor, so I would expect there to be a trade on the cards very soon as he becomes eligible to play. Not this week, but the next week. Um, if he's if they're on, if they're available for waivers, go get get him. Um, He's available in 5% of leagues still. I think he's a, he's a must-buy, especially if there are other teams who are desperately in need of running back help elsewhere. You could even see the Chargers go for them. I think that could be interesting if Eckler is out for any longer. I do, however, think the Saints need Kamara back. They were definitely struggling in the run game and especially when um, Derek Carr went off injured, which is a real shame. Derek Carr was poised for a very good game, as I predicted, but unfortunately the injury monster comes out to, to haunt us all. But running back in general is is highly unpredictable. Um, I think despite having an absolute rout of the commanders, um, it's really weird to hear, commanders, commanders? Well, I don't know, it's, it's just, just how how us Brits say it, but um, James Cook, was not him he was not trusted Josh Allen is still a primary running back threat and they still just throw throw and throw it um and there's also been disappointing performances from Josh Jacobs B. John Robinson and Gibbs all scoring around the 10 11 points mark and a historically bad performance for Derek Henry um it, it's just very unpredictable and and I pride myself on being able to read running backs and um, yeah it's, it's part of the game that I study a little bit um but I will admit that I was incredibly wrong about Kenneth Walker, 30 plus points this week. I thought Zach Charbonnet would be the guy, but you know what? Pete Carroll does Pete Carroll things, and uh, I think he just wants to um, prove me wrong. I think it's a personal vendetta now. I would be selling your shares of Drake London and Kyle Pitts. And you know what? I, I'm thinking about doing an episode where I talk about buys and sells. Uh, maybe that's next week's um, uh Preview show we, we look at players who, who can drop now and I've been calling for a while that Carl Pitts is not worth it the tight end position is a dumpster fire I think Drake London goes along with that because it's just not a productive offense that they've got over there but in tight end world Sam Laporta should be a thing still for at least for the next three weeks we'll see how Jameson Williams uh, coming in uh, affects that but yeah I, I talk about rookie tight ends not being worth it he has had 18 catches in the last three games he got his first touchdown He won me a week elsewhere, so really happy with that. And finally, on on the tight end um, train here, forgive me in advance, but Travis Kelsey never draws a blank space. He'll feel 22 forever, and there's no bad blood as he shakes off his week week one injury. I mean, (laughs) come on, guys, look what you made me do. I knew you were trouble. Please, don't blame me for all the Taylor Swift puns. It's karma for not believing in the Chiefs passing attack. I'm just saying it like I see it. I'm not the man. I'm just the anti-hero that this love story really needs. Kelsey is mine, so you better be ready for it if you come against me in week four. I'm very sorry for that. <laughs> I, I, I thought everyone has been making really, really simple puns about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey obviously went off this week. That's why I wanted to include him here. Uh, but uh, obviously T-Swift, he becomes the latest in a long line of, of, of men succumbing to her whimsy. You know what I mean? Her, 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 her ways god, that sounds really weird, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but if you can work out how many song puns I included in that little monologue there, um, then, you know what, I'll, I'll send you some stickers, um, put, put it down in the comments, or send me a DM, and if you get it right, uh, I will be announcing the winner next week. So yeah, what the hell just happened? A lot just happened, I am st- still feel like I'm reeling from it, it was, you know, it I'm, not, I'm less than 12 hours removed from the situation here, um, but that's why we do this early, we're trying to get waivers out. So let's move on to waivers themselves. We'll take a quick break and we'll join on the other side. All right, welcome back. Um, let's get to it. Week four waivers is interesting because in week three, we, we, we think we know things. And I'll be honest, I, I didn't hit on everyone on week three. And this is where we sit in waivers world. If you're operating your team in the waivers market, it's going to be incredibly difficult to get consistent performances. You're probably looking at, if you're looking at QBs, you're looking at a QB three slash four. If you're looking at wide receivers, you're looking at a three, four. If you're looking at running backs, you're looking at potentially injury cover and tight ends. Well, tight ends are just rubbish. Um, <laughs> I didn't hit on everyone, but last week I did hit on Jordan Love, did hit on Zach Moss. Really happy about that. Gus would have had a good performance had he not been injured, but that's just that team. They just get injured all the time. And I should know this already, but let's look at some guys that we think are going to have a decent upside and a decent range of outcomes this, this coming week. Um, As always, we try and get one from every position. I focus a bit more on wide receivers this time because there's just more options there. But we'll talk around some guys and you'll see on the posts coming out in the next day or so um, that I've highlighted six guys that I think are more available in in most leagues. Um, Actually, one of them is is much more available than I put down here. I put down 66%. He's 99% available and we'll get onto that in a minute. But I think massive upside there. But these are guys who are available in more than 50% of leagues and I think have a range of outcomes that I think are suitable. Maybe not for this week, but for weeks moving forward. And I'll give you reasons why. And we'll talk around some other players as well. But we'll start off with the headline guy. We always do. QB. I'm going to look at Jimmy G. Um, mentioned in the, in the opening there that Devontae Adams is matchup and QB proof he also elevates qbs as well i think he's elevating jimmy g from being just a standard guy to being able to have someone he can throw to has is boosting him up um he had two interceptions maybe three interceptions this week i can't remember but he still scored 20 points so you know what it's it's a it's a worthwhile option he is available in 87% of leagues he he could be a rental Going up against a Chargers team who is continuing to let in the pass attack run riot, and I think they'll get into a close game, even though the Raiders aren't looking fantastic. The Chargers may be the better team. I think it will be close regardless in an AFC West matchup. I'm really liking Jimmy G this week against a, a squinted pass, pass D, and I might even be looking at him above players like Justin Fields, who I did to draft you know reasonably high, or who, who was drafted. Jimmy G was probably not drafted for most of you, uh, especially going into this year when he was um, meant to be injured as well. So I think he's come up good. There are other players at QB that I would recommend as well. Um, Russ, I think going up against Chicago this week could be worth a rental. He's available at 33% of the league, so he's not going to be a highlight player. But even though he played on a bad team, he did well. And that's why I like about Russ. I think uh, you should be interested in him coming up again this week. So, you know, if you take a look in your league, see if he's available because he played well despite the stats. Um, you know, he was let down by his team, but I think he has uh, something left in the tank still. Uh, running back, it was difficult, and, and there was a couple of names you know, I've mentioned before. Jonathan Taylor is five percent available. If, if no one in your league has picked him up, pick him up. Kamara is eight percent available again. If no one stashed him, or you've got IR rules that don't allow it. He's 8% available. Go get him as well. I think both of those guys will have a high upside moving forwards. I could have looked at Ty j Spears. He didn't play that great, but he outsnapped Henry and there might be a change in the guard, but he's 85% available. But the guy I'm rooting for here, obviously, is a big no-brainer. Devon A. Kane, 230 yards last week. Four touchdowns this week. Um, what else? 50-plus points. We've already talked about it here. It's a big duh. he might not have those performances week in week out and he'll have down weeks but I think it shows that he's got a level of talent in that offensive scheme that will lend him will serve him well moving forward so he's 85% available go and get him that's enough said um Let's move on to wide receivers, and we've got three wide receivers. Which, By the way, we're running through these pretty quick uh, because we we try and and get in and out and uh, and make sure you guys can can get your information quickly. This is the shortest episode. We'll do a bit more deep dive into in other episodes, and I'm thinking about doing an extra episode this week for Saturday as well. But let's start with the headline guy, 94% available, Calvin Austin. And I'm going to admit I was wrong. There, said it. I was wrong. Uh, Calvin Calvin Austin, he's like a bad rash. He's not going away. He seems to be a favourite of um, uh, Tomlin. And because of that, he's getting opportunity. And with Deontay Johnson out, I think, a minimum of two more weeks, he's going to continue getting uh, opportunity as well. So he is someone that um, I really like moving forward. As a a wide receiver, 3-4, slash flex play, stash kind of guy but he could give you weeks, um, especially as we're coming into week five in a couple of weeks, where you're going to have a lot of major players on bye weeks, and we'll go over that next week in a bit more detail as well. Elsewhere, um, you've got Romeo Dobbs. This is a guy I've talked about in the past, but I haven't pulled the trigger on. Um, He's 73% available. He's going up against Detroit. Squishy D, well, you'd hope it's Squishy D, although Atlanta couldn't break it this week. I think it was just a bit of a weird game, but... Detroit don't have everything figured out yet, and I think Green Bay are still a fantastic setup. They they're well coached. Jordan Love has come good as well. I I really like that. And when when Jordan Love is playing from behind, Dobbs on tape seems to be the guy um, they go for. I think he got five receptions for seventy plus yards. He got a touchdown as well, but he seems a go-to, and he he always seems open. If if not the most open, I think the, the most open at the moment is is Jaden Reed, but. I think I prefer Romeo Dobbs upside in the end zone as well. So, And he does seem to be a favourite target, so I would be looking at him. I think it was 18 points this week, and he probably could have had more as well. I think he was um, stopped in the end zone, or I think he maybe just got called out for a penalty. I can't remember. But either way, I think he's going to be useful. Um, 73 percent available. I'd, I'd pick up a little claim for him. Uh, maybe not use too much of your fab if you're running on fab at the moment. Last uh, wide receiver we're going to talk about before we get on to the dreaded um, tight end market is going to be uh, Marvin Mims. He's a burner. Um, He's he's had two good weeks already. And I think I've decided, yeah, he's he's here to stay and uh, he might be a bit of a draft gem for the Broncos um, who are not doing great and are definitely suffering. He uh, yeah, I I know they were throwing away the game a little bit and, and Russ was was chasing it. Um, with with big throws but it seems to me that Sutton seems to be the alpha for now while Jerry Judy is building up his volume coming back into their passing offence they do seem to be passed first which is good Um, which which I like which I don't like for Javante Williams I think he might be a bit of a write-off and I might be you know shelling some of my um, shares of him especially now that they are chasing the game more often than not but Marvin Mims seems to be the guy who is the mismatch if you're guarding Sutton who has a fumble problem apparently, even though he scored great points this week. And you're guarding Jerry Judy, who is the best route runner in that team. You've got Marvin Mims running these go routes and it's been great. And he's going up against a weak Chicago secondary who is A, banged up and B, rubbish. Um, 91% available, I think, this week. He is, he's going to be great. Um, and I, I, I'm i probably going to be starting him if I pick him up at the well this week as well. So, to honest, I'm very, very much down against the Chicago um, defence. Finally, uh, tight end. There's a couple of names out here as well. I've already mentioned Sam Laporta. He's more available. Sorry, he's more unavailable than not. 37% available. If you can, go get him. I think it's a no brainer. I think he's going to be elite for the next couple of weeks at the very least. Jake Ferguson is an interesting one, although I don't like the Dallas offense at the moment. Um, but he seems to be an outlet. I, I'm not sure who they've got next week, but I remember when writing this up, I, I, I didn't. Want him too much because I think they were going to suffer a lot of pass pressure. I think he's they're up against New England, and they're going to take away these options. New England are going to play tough defense, so maybe not this week. But I do like Donald Parham. I've said it before, and I went away from him. I recommended him in my first set of waivers. He then whiffed the next week, and then he came back. And well, I recommended Hunt Henry last week, and he whiffed. So you know what? I'm going to go back to someone who I I just like and. Tight end is such a dumpster fire at the moment. Unless you've got Kelsey or, well, no, unless you've got Kelsey, um, it is a bit of a dumpster fire. You're not going to be able to score consistent points. So I would rather take the, the massive upside of end zone targets and goal line opportunities that Parham gives you than a Jake Ferguson who's going to get you six or seven points. You can get six or seven points in a play with Parham. I'd much prefer that than the entire game of Jake Ferguson, which is, which is not to score high points. He's, he's there to be an outlet. That's about it, you know, on five-yard routes. Um, whereas Parham is, is, it could win you a week. I think he's got 13 this week or something like that. Might have got two end zone opportunities. But either way, he is massively available. 99.5% available. Go and get him, guys. I think, um, at the very least, if he's your tight end too, he could serve you well in the future. So that's your lot, guys. Um, the, the, the key waiver guys I'd recommend Jimmy G, 87%, Devin A. Kane, 85%, go get him, Calvin Austin, 94%, Romeo Dobbs, 73, Marvin Mims, 91, and Donald Parliament, 99.5%. There are of course others available. These are my recommendations based on my biases but I hope they serve you well and I hope getting these in early helps you out as well. That's is one advantage of being in the UK. We wake up before they do and (laughs) we can start talking about waivers as well. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you want to support the pod, you can follow us on all of the socials at Rugby with Pads. We have memberships and merch available at RugbyWithPads.com or you can just get the merch if you want to go to our Etsy store, store.rugbyWithPads.com. Next couple of days, there will be some announcements on merch. I've been promising it for a while, but two or three new designs. Um, some are going to be limited for a, for a limited time only. Some are going to be a bit around for a bit longer and become staples. We'll have to see. But if you want to share the love and support this pod as an independent podcast, please go and help out. Um, yeah. As always, share the love. Um, share, share, love, love words. share all your channels. Like and subscribe if you can, wherever you're watching or, or listening to this. Really appreciate your support. And as always, I will see you all on the virtual gridiron.